Abraham and Osiris, Facsimile 3, Figure 1. An article by Stephen O. Smoot, John Gee, Carrie Muehlstein, and John S. Thompson. Published in BYU Studies Quarterly, Volume 61, Issue 4. Figure 1 of Facsimile 3 of the Book of Abraham was interpreted by Joseph Smith as, quote, Abraham sitting upon Pharaoh's throne by the politeness of the king with a crown upon his head representing the priesthood as emblematical of the grand presidency in heaven with the scepter of justice and judgment in his hand, end quote. This interpretation has clashed with those offered by Egyptologists, who have instead identified the figure as the god Osiris. What's more, two Egyptologists have claimed to arrive at this interpretation from reading the hieroglyphs to the right of figure 1. Robert Rittner's 2001 interpretation reads, Recitation by Osiris, foremost of the Westerners, Lord of Abydos, the great god forever and ever. Michael Rhodes' 2002 interpretation reads, Word spoken by Osiris, the foremost of the Westerners. May you, Osiris Whore, abide at the side of the throne of greatness. See the print version of this article for the Romanized Egyptian text. One of these Egyptologists has attempted to reproduce the hieroglyphs accompanying figure one. A comparison of his reproduction and Reuben Headlock's original, however, reveals some difficulties. For example, some of the glyphs in the name of Osiris in the first column on the right only bear general resemblance to attested spellings of Osiris's name in other copies of the Book of Breathings, and other glyphs that make up the rest of the name and epithets for Osiris look quite different as well. Quote, These issues combine to suggest that the translation of the characters may not be as straightforward as has been previously assumed. So while one can see good reasons for the use of parallel texts, end quote, to reconstruct illegible characters in facsimile 3, it is also necessary to be aware of the difficulties or uncertainties in reading the hieroglyphs in Headlock's copy of facsimile 3. Nevertheless, the identity of this figure as Osiris appears reasonable based on comparable iconography. One might therefore rightly ask how, or even if it is possible to reconcile Joseph Smith's identification of this figure as Abraham. In 1981, Latter-day Saint scholar Blake T. Ostler drew attention to possible Egyptian connections between the figures of Osiris and Abraham. In his study, Ostler cited the work of an earlier non-Latter-day Saint German scholar drawing parallels between the parable of Lazarus and the rich man in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, and an Egyptian text known as the tale of Setne. As summarized more recently by another Latter-day Saint scholar, in the Egyptian text, a boy named Sai Osiris, son of Osiris, and his father witness, quote, two funerals. First, that of a rich man, shrouded in fine linen, loudly lamented and abundantly honored, then that of a poor man, wrapped in a straw mat, 
unaccompanied and unmourned. The father says that he would rather have the lot of the rich man than that of the pauper, end quote. To show his father the folly of his thinking, Sai Osiris takes him to the underworld, where the rich man who had an elaborate funeral is punished, while the pauper who had no dignified burial is glorified and exalted in the presence of the god Osiris himself. Quote, the reason for this disparate treatment is that, at the judgment, the good deeds of the pauper outweighed the bad, but with the rich man, the opposite was true, end quote. Some scholars have argued for a Jewish borrowing and adaptation of the tale of Setne that made its way into the Gospel of Luke. Egyptologist Miriam Lichtheim introduces her translation of the tale of Setne by commenting on the genuinely Egyptian motifs of the nobleman who is tortured in the netherworld while the poor man is deified in the afterlife. These motifs, she insists, quote, formed the basis for the parable of Jesus in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, and for the related Jewish legends preserved in many variants in Talmudic and medieval Jewish sources, end quote. Another scholar has further explored the parallels between these two traditions and notes how Lazarus being exalted in the bosom of Abraham in Luke's retelling of the parable is very likely a Jewish refashioning of the imagery in the tale of Setne of the poor beggar being found exalted by the throne of Osiris. In his words, quote, Abraham must be a Jewish substitute for the pagan god Osiris. He is the very seat of divine authority in the parable, for he was originally the lord of Amptte, Osiris, end quote. Even the name Lazarus is likely the Greek rendering of the Hebrew Aramaic, God helped him, which, quote, points back toward an Egyptian original with similar meaning. Osiris helps him, for instance, end quote. As explained by Kevin Barney, quote, we are able to see how the Egyptian story has been transformed in Semitic dress. The bosom of Abraham from the Lucan parable represents Amtde, the Egyptian abode of the dead. And, most remarkably, Abraham is a Jewish substitute for the pagan god Osiris, just as in the case in facsimiles 1 and 3, end quote. There appears to be another instance of the biblical figure Abraham anciently being associated with the Egyptian god Osiris. An Egyptian funerary formula found in several sources was later syncretized with Jewish figures in its later renderings into Greek and Coptic. The short demotic version of the formula reads, quote, May his soul live in the presence of Osiris Sokar, the great god, lord of Abydos. End quote. In Greek, this formula was rendered as, quote, rest his soul in the bosom of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, end quote. In this reformulation, quote, the expression live in the presence of Osiris has been replaced by the expression rest in Abraham's bosom, end quote. We cannot know exactly why Abraham was viewed by some anciently as a substitute for the Egyptian god Osiris. Whatever the case, quote, 
There are enough instances where Abraham appears in contexts normally occupied by Osiris that we must conclude the Egyptians saw some sort of connection, end quote. It is especially noteworthy, as seen above, that Abraham appears as a substitute for Osiris in many ways associated with the judgment of the dead, or a post-mortem declaration of the deceased's worthiness. This, in turn, might shed some light on what might otherwise appear as Joseph Smith's incongruous interpretation of this figure in facsimile 3. About the Authors Stephen O. Smoot is a doctoral student in Semitic and Egyptian languages and literature at the Catholic University of America. He previously earned a master's degree from the University of Toronto in Near and Middle Eastern Civilizations, with a concentration in Egyptology, and bachelor's degrees from Brigham Young University in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, with a concentration in Hebrew Bible and German Studies. He is currently an adjunct instructor of religious education at Brigham Young University and a research associate with the B.H. Roberts Foundation. John Gee is the William Bill Gay Research Professor in the Department of Asian and Near Eastern Languages at Brigham Young University. He has published extensively on scripture and ancient studies. He has served on the boards of national and international biblical and Egyptological organizations, and as the editor of an international multilingual peer-reviewed Egyptological journal. Carrie Muhlstein is a professor of ancient scripture and ancient Near Eastern studies at Brigham Young University. He received his bachelor's degree from BYU in psychology with a Hebrew minor. He received an MA in ancient Near Eastern studies from BYU and a PhD from UCLA in Egyptology. His first full-time appointment was a joint position in religion and history at BYU-Hawaii. He is the director of the BYU-Egypt Excavation Project. He was also a visiting fellow at the University of Oxford for the 2016-17 academic year. He has served as the chairman of a national committee for the American Research Center in Egypt and serves on their research supporting member council. He is the Senior Vice President of the Society for the Study of Egyptian Antiquities and has served as President. He has published and researched on Egyptological topics and Book of Abraham topics for over two decades. John S. Thompson obtained his B.A. and M.A. in Ancient Near Eastern Studies, Hebrew Bible, from BYU and UC Berkeley, respectively, and completed a Ph.D. in Egyptology at the University of Pennsylvania. After more than 25 years as an employee of seminaries and institutes of religion, most recently as the coordinator-slash-institute director in Cambridge, Massachusetts, he currently researches and writes for Scripture Central. This is an audio production of BYU Studies Quarterly, read for you by Mayland Glade and Emily Wells. BYU Studies publishes scholarly insights informed by the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. For access to additional articles, essays, and more, please visit byustudies.byu.edu.